welcome. It's William Farmer, Business, the Art of Winning. I was talking to a colleague in Japan. He's at 255 podcasts. I've got a long way to catch up to Greg. So in this session, we're going to talk about avoiding burnout. And obviously, all of us have gone through a lot in the last 18 months. Some of us are still going through it. And uh, burnout can easily happen when there's so much change going on, we feel we're no longer in control. And, you know, we're able to handle positive change. Like, if you're one lotto, in fact, on Tuesday here in Australia, uh, the, the pot is $30 million. So imagine, you know, you wake up, you look at your ticket, and it's got the numbers, and you're $30 million more wealthy. Wouldn't that be awesome? Um, you already know what you do if you're going to spend the money. Most of us don't need a program on how to handle positive change. We could probably adjust, right? Although, you know, the stats on lotto winners and a lot of them lose that money over a 24-month period because they haven't had the journey of making it and knowing how to use that money effectively. But initially, we don't need a course on positive change. What we find absolutely frustrating, what we find difficult is that change that's been thrust upon us, that we've had no prep for, that we have to pivot, we have to adjust quickly to. And sometimes when we are going through that type of change, it can create anxiety, it can even create depression, uh, and we can feel like we're not ourselves anymore, we don't have control anymore, uh, and that can be a real change. So when we talk about business, the art of winning, uh, we have to look at all the different things that happen to us as leaders, as business owners. I know I've got a lot of young entrepreneurs who would like to own their own business, or people who just want to advance within a company. So when we're trying to push through our own barriers, our own upper limits, sometimes we're going to find ourselves in a stage where we are maybe feeling a little bit anxious about our future, and we don't feel like we're in control. So change is going to happen with or without your permission. The reality is change is better with okay, than without because otherwise it's happening to you uh, and you're not responding to it. So we're going to talk about the burnout cycle. And so one of the, by the way, our uh, workshop today is sponsored by uh, the Dale Carnegie course. In that program, we, uh, we outline how to deal with people, but also we give you some mechanisms from the world famous book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, which is about dealing with stress and how to deal with burnout before it becomes burnout. So that's where this program, um, today's podcast on burnout, comes from the Dale Carnegie program. We're running a program on the 17th, 18th, and 19th of November in Brisbane. And if you happen to be in the beautiful Sunshine Coast, we're also running a program on the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of November. Let's talk about burnout. Uh, first of all, it can be really hard to identify, especially if you're really busy being busy. And uh, do you know someone who's always busy being busy? And, you know, sometimes we, we're called human beings, but really we should be called human doings because we're so busy doing stuff that we forget to be. And uh, when we're in that cycle sometimes of being really, really busy being busy, uh, we can actually miss the symptoms that we might be in burnout. And look, one of the good things about being busy is sometimes when you're focused, you're not worried about stressful things or anxiety, you're moving in action. I'm an advocate for action. Sometimes I can overthink things, overplan things, 
I get, uh, you know, the paralysis through too much analysis. Uh, it makes me feel good because I feel like I'm achieving things with my, you know, my plans and my breakdowns of my plans and my plans, plans. Uh, the reality, though, is someone's got to either pick up the phone if you're in sales, uh, you know, create an, a, an engagement call uh, with somebody of influence if you're a business that has to do that or write a tender, write a contract. Some stage we have to act. And uh, so when we overthink and we lack action or productivity, then uh, we can have anxiety around our business. That's fair. Uh, and sometimes as leaders, we can um, overthink and not do uh, because we might be even afraid of failing. I can guarantee you, if you are in a business, if you're a leader, if you're someone who others look up to, I can guarantee you, you failed. And you failed yourself forward. Okay, because a lot of people fail themselves back. Oh, I failed. And, uh, and then they accept it. And once they move into that acceptance, uh, they don't learn the lesson. You fall forward and keep going. Uh, the only time you ever lose is when you quit. And uh, so it's 99.9% .9 persistence, right? And that's uh, one of the good things about action. But let's talk about where we're maybe overacting or overthinking and we, uh, we have burnout. What are the symptoms of burnout? Well, some of the symptoms of burnout is irritability, uh, being negative when you're not normally negative, um, again, overthinking and being in, in, in action, or too much action without thinking. Uh, maybe you're snappy with people. Uh, sometimes you lose being the best friend to yourself. Uh, you have a lot of negative thoughts. Uh, in your body, your body starts to feel tired. Uh, the things that you used to be able to do, you can't do. Shortness of breath. These are indications, look, they can be indications of life, I know, I agree with you. But some of these indications are warning signals. I love the human body. The human body is constantly giving you feedback. What's our problem? We don't listen. Uh, we don't listen to that feedback sometimes, and we can get ourselves into trouble. But once we're in burnout, one of the mechanisms of burnout is denial. So an example, right? Um, obviously, everyone's been going through COVID-19. I remember when I first uh, heard my friend John say, you know, that, that virus, that could really make a big effect on business. And in my head, I went, denial, uh, that's a negative thought. John, just forget that. Uh, I'm sure the world will work it out. Let's just get on with business. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I do remember uh, moving into shock. Oh, my gosh, you know, this actually could have an effect on the business. And then I started pe seeing people wearing masks and stuff. Oh, geez, now there's a collective consciousness around this. Uh, and I and then I started moving to denial. Oh, well, it won't happen to us here in Australia. It's too sunny and, you know, uh, we don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. Uh, and then I moved into, what do you mean we're going to do a three-day lockdown? What's that all about? In fact, I got quite angry, angry and irritable. Uh, and then um, I didn't get into depression because I, I have a mechanism that stops me from doing that. But I did feel lethargic, uh, I did feel anxiety, um, and um, you know, I was wondering what to do, what to do. And one of the things that I learned, and because of my training over 30 years with the Carnegie Institute, I learned to share. Uh, a problem shared is halved. Uh, I started to use some of the mechanisms from how to start worrying and start living. What's the problem? Uh, what's the cause of the problem? What's the possible solution? What's the best solution? We talked about that in our last podcast. 
Uh, and that's probably, and I also had a, I've got a fantastic partner and great kids and, uh, and that input helped me not to move into that depression. Now, it's interesting, you know and I know uh, some people who've been really isolated and they haven't got that stimulus and uh, they've been on their own too long with their thoughts uh, and they haven't been able to share and that's where we can find ourselves in depression. So what's the first stage? The first stage is uh, denial. No, it's not going to happen to me. Uh, don't worry about it. You know, so denial can be a good thing. What do you mean? Denial can be a good thing if we're trying to push away negativity or things that may obstruct us from achieving our goals and just pushing forward. Denial becomes a bad thing when we don't see the facts, all right? When we don't see the writing on the wall. I call it the paradox of success. Sometimes our great success can really stop us from seeing what's really going on. Um, that happens in business. You've heard me use this example in past podcasts. Uh, imagine being Nokia, you know, 15 years ago, right? 15 years ago, they had 65% market share. My goodness, he'd love that cash flow. And then Apple came along with their iPhone 3 at the time and killed it. It was a game-changing technology. Now, do you think they might have gone and denied, oh, yeah, it's great technology, but we'll still survive. We're Nokia. You know, we've got it sorted. We've got 65% market share. And then they watched their market share start to slide pretty quickly. Oh, no, it'll be okay. Now, by the way, it was with tears in the eyes of, um, you know, the CEO as he signed his company over to Microsoft many years later. Uh, you know, we had a great opportunity, but we weren't able to utilize that opportunity and its effectiveness at the time. You think about it, you know, like, Obviously, Apple did a fantastic job integrating technology. They took their iPad, which was in development, okay, they in implemented, uh, you know, obviously technology Nokia and others, Motorola had been using, and they came up with a better product. And, uh, you know, Nokia went in denial. Hey, this is gonna be okay, everything's gonna be working out. I'm sure they had warehouse after warehouse of product and they and R&D and said, hey, we've got to get rid of this before we can move, all that sort of things. I'm sure that happened. Maybe they got angry, I don't know. Uh, maybe they even got depressed, I don't know. Um, but until we move into acceptance, you know what, the writing's on the wall, this uh, product isn't going to be as competitive as a new smartphone. And they could have taken their R&D uh, and they could have refunded and refunneled and uh, started to move, like Samsung, into smartphones. How quickly did they move into smartphones? Yeah, they did it. Isn't that interesting? Paradox of success. Now, I'm only using that example because most people know of that example. But are there things personally that you've done as well? You know, uh, you, you've been a really good worker. Uh, maybe you're an engineer and you're out there doing it, you know, building bridges, you know, getting people to uh, buy into designs and drawings and and then they say, hey, you know what? You're so good at what you're doing. Can you look after the team? You've got a team of 30 people. You're used to doing and now you have to lead. And if you keep doing, you can't lead because your time is too split. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, there's that paradox. of You have to let go of something to embrace something new. And uh, you may even move into denial. I, I can do both. Yeah, I can do both. Just give me 100 hours. I'll throw it at it. All right? And eventually, you might get angry. I'm working all these hours and you guys aren't doing your job. Have you ever said that? 
Okay, you might even move into prison, you know, self-medicate. Red wine's my self-medication at night, six o'clock. Okay, so, and then we move into bargaining. If I do this, you do that. And it's only when we move into acceptance that things start to change. Dale Carnegie said, uh, uh, in How to Stop Worrying and Start uh, Living, there are three questions you should ask yourself. Okay, uh, what's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, I could lose my job. Can I accept that? Yeah, you know what? I probably can. And that's the key, acceptance. So when we're moving into burnout or burnout cycle, we've got to get to acceptance. But first, accept, you know, denial. We're going to move into denial. Then you start to get angry. That's a good indication you're in the cycle. Angry with other people, angry with yourself, angry with market, start point, pointing. You ever notice when you point your finger at people, there's like three fingers pointing back? It's, it's an immediate indication that maybe you should look at yourself, right? Uh, and then we move into depression. Depression, a lot of people go, you know, like we want to avoid depression. It's all about being happy and positive. Well, yeah, there's probably a psychological reason why depression exists. You ever thought about that? I don't know about you, but sometimes, actually, I remember working for 20 years without getting a common cold. And I would watch my kids get the flu, um, my partner get the flu, my staff get the flu, take a week off sick. And I was going, you know, I'm so blessed with this great health. I remember thinking, I'm gonna pull a sickie just because I don't get sick. And uh, I didn't get sick because I was busy all the time. And I remember taking like a couple of days off and I watched Lord of the Rings back to back. It was like fantastic, it was my holiday. But I said to everybody, oh, I, was, I was sick. I was just, you know, white. White uh, fibs just saying, yeah, I was sick, but I wasn't sick. I just didn't get sick. And um, and my, my point is this: is that um, depression. Now it was interesting when I when I when you do actually get sick, what what happens? You have to stop. You have to stop doing. Okay, you have chicken soup if you're lucky. Okay, and then you you watch TV and your body starts to just. I've got time now to recalibrate. Okay, you might even get down, like really, really, really down. Uh, I used to read a book to my kids. It was uh, the cork in the cork in the bottle, right? And it was about this bottle, and and it was floating around the ocean. So I love this line from it, and it says, "You have to know the lows to really enjoy the highs," right? And that's what happens. So when we're actually depressed or in a low energy source, there's a reason for it. It's our body saying. Just take some time out. It's our mental being saying, hey, can we just maybe recalibrate? Can we th rethink this out? Now, obviously, anybody who goes into what they call the, you know, the black dog or the dark depression, we need help, right? We can't drag ourselves out. And, it's, it's, and, and so sometimes we need other stimulus, other stimulus for someone listening to us, someone caring for us. Someone reminding us that we're valuable and that we're good and that we're able to push through this. All those things, when we come into deep depression, we need to have that support system to bring us out of that. But, you know, normal, hey, I need some time out, uh, I'm not feeling myself, is a recalibration of self. And then we move into bargaining. You know you're starting to come out of it. If I do this, maybe I can do that. And the last part is, again, what is the problem? Okay, sorry, no, sorry what's... What's the worst thing that can happen? Can I accept that worst? How do I improve on the worst?
right. Now, this um, burnout cycle is actually also the grief cycle. It's funny. My daughter, uh, who's 16 years old, wonderful girl, she's just uh, broken up with her boyfriend of one year, you know, like, and you think, oh, yeah, you'll get over it, honey, and it's, it's just first love. Eh, think about it. It's when you first love someone, it's really intense. And it's been, you know, a year is a long time in her life. And so that's a big deal. Uh, and so uh, I, I explained the burnout cycle. I also explained the grief cycle. And, uh, and she experienced every step. And I was there as her dad experiencing the anger. <laughs> a little bit of the depression and chocolate and, you know, staying up all night. Uh, bargaining, you know, but what if he did this? What if I did that? Experience all that. But it's only when we move into acceptance that we can start to deal with the issue. Now, from acceptance, we can then move into commitment or recommitment and then excitement. Have you ever been in a job that you like, you wanted that job and you were really enthusiastic? And after a period of time, you move into denial. Jeez, this is not the job I thought I was going to have. And maybe you got a little bit angry. Uh, maybe you had that time out, took some time out, you were sick. And then you started to bargain. Is this really? And then, oh, maybe I need to look at how I deal with this job. And then you move into that recommitment and then excitement again. And you go through that entire cycle. The key, though, is the recommitment part. Okay, what would it take for me to recommit? I even had to do that with our business in COVID. Uh, and one of the things I was denying was uh, programs online. Now, we, we do programs online, have done for 20 years in Dale Carnegie. Uh, I just was an in-person trainer. And uh, so programs online was really tough for me. Uh, but, I, but I had to get to that acceptance stage. And then I had to get to that recommit. And I'm actually one of the most enthusiastic uh, embracers of digital technology now. Uh, around in my particular uh, years, because I've been in this space for 30 years, uh, I really embrace it. Whereas before, I was probably the opposite of that pendulum. I was right on the hostage, hostile uh, towards online um, and training. Now I'm changed. Now, was it was it easy? Did I deny? Did I bargain? Ask any of my staff. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so, so one of the things that you you have to look at is. Uh, hey, am I in the flow? Am I in the zone? And if you're not in that flow and in that zone, maybe you're getting grumpy or negative. Maybe you're just tired. Okay, maybe you just need a good night's sleep or maybe you might be in the burnout cycle. And so uh, my producer, Jordan, she's got a question for us today. So Jordan, what's our question today? So our question today is, how do I know I'm in the cycle if I'm in denial? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. And um, so again, know thyself. I've talked about this a lot, right, in business, the art of winning. Uh, what, what does winning mean to you anyway, right? Winning means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But know thyself. Here's the other thing. Make sure you've got friends. So Dale County wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. One of my best friends is Adrian Barkler. And Adrian and I have known each other for a long time. And now what, why I'm saying that is uh, we don't use a lot of human relations principles sometimes with each other. We're just direct as. Hey, William, you need to pull your, you know, your head out of. What do you mean? Okay, you're missing this. This is a blind spot for you. And I do the same for him. Now, that doesn't mean we don't use human relations skills. It just means we've had a good friendship where telling it like it is is acceptable for both parties. 
So that's one of the reasons why I believe in relationships. I believe in fostering relationships. Uh, I believe in helping people understand uh, your differences because you know you don't actually have to be on the same space. Having those relationships uh, can help you have that feedback. And good friends will tell you the truth. And sometimes it's it's not in, in the candy-coated world that we'd like it to be in, uh, but yet we can hear it. Now, obviously, use good human relations principles because we talk about landing communication effectively. One of the principles that uh, I think Dale Carnegie considered many years ago was 31, which was tell it like it is. Um, he was a realist. You know, He wasn't just about... Uh, using those principles to negotiate. He was also a very pragmatic, realistic person, just like all of us here listening to this podcast. So thank you for your time today. This has been sponsored by the Dale Carnegie course, which will be run on the 17th, 18th of November here in Brisbane, uh, the following week, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of November in Maloudaba, if you're in the Sunshine Coast. I know that we also get a lot of people, our podcast is growing and that's fantastic. So I've got people in Japan, uh, America, uh, Europe now listening to our podcast. So you probably don't know what any, what's Malulapa? What are you talking about, William? It's a really beautiful place. You should come here uh, to Australia at some stage. Hey, remember, uh, life and time is spelt the same way. Trade well until next time. Thank you. I'm William Farmer, Major Director for Dale County, Australia. Have a great day.